We're on page Kufav. The learning in the schus of an aliyah, the neshama of Aisha Leibas, Svi Hirsch, and Hashem Shahab and Aliyah, and family Shemali Simcha Nachas had made us in Shana. We're on page Kufav. It's hard, it's a hard parak. Rosh Schwartz is speaking to us as Jews who are seeking the truth and nothing but the truth. And we learn that even in one's Avadis Hashem, even in one's Avadis Hashem, there is such a thing as a person whose entire Ruchnias is self-serving. It's not serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's still, of course, much better than doing other stuff. And the person gets rewarded for every mitzvah, every good thought, every good word. A person in Shemayim, it's a very harsh of a thing. That's clear. I'm not talking about bad stuff. Still, as people who want to serve Hashem be'emes in truth, it's possible for a person to think that he or she is serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu his entire life, and the truth is that, that he's serving himself. And that the Ruchni is, the spirituality of it, or the, we're not even talking about the social aspect of being part of a Jewish community, that, that we're not talking about. That's obvious, and we're not discussing that. Again, that's also nice, it's all good. We're not talking about a person who's religious because it's fashionable, or in, or you can be part of a nice cheva, or that it's safer for your kids, or something like that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a person the emes, davens, keeps mitzvahs in a sincere way, and has convinced himself or herself that this is all part of his or her search for Kaddish Baruch. When the truth could very well be that it's not a search for Hashem Baruch at all, but it's a search for oneself. And what gives a person some inspiration or some lift or whatever else it might be that he or she is missing in life. Again, this is not an Aveira. We're not talking about something sinful or bad. But the Tachlis of our Avayz Hashem is La'avdecha Be'emes. And therefore we have to be conscious of this. To always ask and daven that we be Avde Hashem. That we be seeking Hashem's Baruch that we'd be seeking our, our neshamas in order to be able to serve Hashem, not in order to make myself feel a certain way. This is a big opinion. It's connected to Tamimus, to the Midah of Tamimus. That was the parak before, and it's the parak afterwards, and this is in between on this Nakuda of La'avdecha Be'emes, truthfully. So on page Kuvav, the, the, uh, around six lines down, Im Adam Achapis Be'emes Ruchnis. See, many of you don't have the cipher. It's chaval. Huh? You once had it. Or some of you had it. But the ones that have it are no longer here and you have to borrow from them. The biggest it's chaval. It's not the same thing to, to hear without looking aside, especially at 9 o'clock at night. It's very hard for a person to concentrate late, late at night. So, say, in the meantime, if you want... If you don't have this, if I could try to get, or I could try to photostat a few pages or something, it shouldn't be to sit without without looking at the ISIS, without the words. That's the whole point, is we should learn inside, not, not to listen. It's better. If a person is really looking for Ruchnius, right? You tell the Shadchan or the Shadchan, I want somebody who is very Ruchnius big. I want somebody who's a ruchniyistic person. That's a nice thing to want. So you want some. Oh, there should be some gashmius too, but you want a ruchniyistic person. A person is looking for ruchniyus, v'lo gashmius, v'harayu mechapis es nishmasa. A person who's looking for ruchniyus is not looking for is not looking for a certain feeling or a certain high. A person who's looking for ruchniyus is looking for the is looking to get to his neshama. To get to the ani, to the I, that's inside. But not for the purpose of making myself feel better, or firmer, or whatever else. But the im who writes it, it's the tachlis of all of our, all of our Avedis Hashem, 
And all of the and all of Chesidus and the whole Torah of Hashem revolves around this one Nekuda, Legalois es Nishmasa, to be able to reveal one's Nishama, to be able to meet up with one's inner essence. That's the Tachlis of our Avodas Hashem, Legalois es Nishama, to reveal the Nishama. If that's really what the person is trying to do, Olav Lahavin Mahi Hanishama. Then you have to know what's the neshama, and how does one how does one go about finding one's neshama? What does that mean? If, however, the person searches really for himself, not for his neshama, for himself meaning what pleases him or what makes him feel inspired or excited. That by doing that, he is contributing to the concealment of the neshama. He himself is closing the door before the neshama. The neshama is not a place of ego. It's not a place. It's not a place that make, of something that makes you feel good. The neshama is the is the panemius of the of the yid. That's bottle. That part of who we are. That's bottle. Hashem is That is an evet Hashem that wants to serve. That wants to, like we're learning Moshe Shabbos, it's all Amanas law says. Amanas la What can I do? How can I serve a Kaddish Baruch? Not what does Avad Hashem do for me? How does it make me feel? How does it make me look? That's, that's not the Nisham. The Nisham doesn't talk in, lang- in the language of me. The Nisham talks in the language of you, of you, of Atta, of who, of Hashem. The neshama is not talking the language of me. Again, this is a high madrega. It's a high madrega. It's the tachlis of our avodas Hashem. It's to serve Akadosh Baruch Hu, the Emes. Therefore, therefore, considerations when it comes to a mitzvah that this mitzvah is not my favorite mitzvah. This, this I don't. I, 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 this avera, you know, is something that. Uh, this is very, I don't see this as being such a big affair. All of these things are, all of these words are words of a person who's might be officially looking for ruchnias, but is really looking for another form of pleasure, albeit a more sophisticated and a noble type of pleasure, but still pleasure. And this is a very common thing for people who consider themselves to be very ruchnias dick. And the Ruach that they're filled with is their own Ruach, not the Ruach of the Neshama. That a person, a person thinks, and he's right, that to overcome one's need for Gashmias, for physical things, and to enter into Ruchmias, that that's the Tachlis of our lives, that's true. I will all of Ladas, but the person must know. That there's such thing as a Ruchnius that you think is Ruchnius and it's Kulachaishach. It could be complete darkness, not light. It's all about you, not about, not about serving Hashem. It's about yourself. Where do we find an example? Where do we find an example of chayshech, of darkness that's spiritual? We don't have to go so far. We all know that in Mitzrayim, ha-chayshech shahayi v'mitzrayim, v'mak is chayshech, the darkness that was in Mitzrayim by the plague of darkness, ha-yechayshech ruchni. It was a spiritual darkness. It wasn't something, it wasn't something that w- would, have been, uh, would have been spotted uh, on uh, you know by the by the helicopters or, or or by the radar, it was a spiritual darkness. That's why it says I will call b'nei was a very strange thing. A yid was sitting next to a, a, an Egyptian, and the Jew had light, and the guy had darkness. wherever which Chazal tells wherever a Jew sat, not only with Jews in the Jewish neighborhood, wherever a Jew was, it was light. We know that the Jew could walk into into the house of an Egyptian. He was able to see and to take and to go wherever he wanted, and the and the Egyptian was was 
not able to see. Similar to what happened last Shabbos with, with Lot, that the people over there by the house were hookahs and van, they, they were blinded. So they experienced it wasn't a physical blindness. They didn't lose their eyesight. There was a chayshuk ruchni. There was some spiritual darkness that overtook them. And they they couldn't see. In Mitzrayim, there was such a thing as well. What do we see in Egypt? Two people can sit in the, in the same place. By one person, it's light. And by the and by the guy sitting next to him, it's chayshah. That's what was Egypt. I will let chayshah move on Hagashmi. So obviously, it wasn't physical darkness. It wasn't physical darkness. El chayshah ruchni. It was some sort of a spiritual darkness. Misha nimsim Hakadosh Baruch Hu, a person who is seeking be'emes Hashem. A person who is trying to make himself an Evid Hashem and to be bottled to the Ratzna Hashem, to give oneself over to the Ratzna Hashem. That person is Bebechina Shalki Eishev Bachayshech Hashem Orli. Even though I sit in darkness, Hashem Orli. It's just the opposite. Here we're talking about a person who could be sitting in the most horrible darkness in the world. It could be a Yosef Atzadi sitting in, in a pit or in a jail, or any one of us, being in a dark place, in a dark time. But if that person is connected to the nakuda of his neshama, to serve HaKadosh Baruch if the person is be'emes in that place, then the Pasuk describes that in the Navi, even though I'm physically sitting in a dark place, it's a dark place, or it could be even a place where it might be lit up, but it's dark in terms of the Tumah and everything else. But Hashem early, but Hashem is my light. It's a Ruchni's Dikar. It's not something that you could see with, the, with your eyes. Kinekudas Elokus, one page, Kuvav, towards the bottom. Kinekudas Elokus, Yehaor Hagadol Vahayachim. Because the Nekuda of Elokus in a person giving oneself over to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is called light. Ki Hashem orli, that is light. And for what, one person, that's light. For the other person, it's dark. The same way it could be that for one person to daven for two, three hours is, the, is unbelievable light. And for another person to stand in shul for an hour or two could be chayshech. Even though it's the same electricity in the room, but for one person it's light, and for the other person it's dark. Light, or, which is the most sublime reality that we know of in the physical world. Now we already know about particles in light and smaller particles, but the most, the most sublime Gashmias Mitzias that we know is light. And that's why it's always used in Tanakh and Chazal and Hasidus as a description of something that is spiritual, even though, of course, light is not spiritual. But we use that word, or, in Tanakh, it's used to describe truth. And, and that nakuda of elokus, of godliness, and of God's presence, is described as light. But a person who's looking for ruchnias, for his own purposes, because of how he wants to feel, not because he wants to be an Ever Hashem, not that he's prepared to do whatever the Baruch Shalom tells him to do, no matter what. But he wants it for himself. That's still called darkness. That's not called light. Regarding which it says in the Torah that Hashem will hide his face on that day. Now we all know how to identify Chayshech of Gashmias. Meaning, the room is dark, it's Chayshech. You're in a place filled with, with uh, criminals, uh, terrible people, we understand that's called Chayshech. That's a Hest upon him. But what does it mean, a double Hest upon him? Anoichi Hastir Astir, Panai Biyamahu. So Chayshech Shal Gashmi Yusurah Bukhina Shal Hester. Echad, that's one Hester. It's obvious, it's clear. This is dark, this is not for me, I gotta get out of here. 
That's called Hester. But there's a more confusing type of darkness. It's when you think that something is light, and you identify it as light, and you see it as something which is ruchnius, but it's not. It's just another way of serving yourself. You could sit, you could sit in a room, and I've used this marshal many times, and I know it makes people uncomfortable, because it might be something that they could relate to in a different way, but I just say what I, I, I think, and I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. But you know, you have a situation where you could, where a person is sitting, uh, guys and girls are sitting together, and they're listening to a concert, and have their eyes closed, and they're singing a beautiful, beautiful nigan together, and and they're sitting men and women together. So that person, that person doesn't think there's any hest upon him. Forget just the opposite. That person thinks that he's sitting in a room, and there's a gilui of Hashem's. There's a revelation of Hashem's light. They were sitting here sitting, singing and nigging, and we love Hashem. That's really a double hester. Kaidim, there's a hester upon him, Aleph. There's a hester because Hashem doesn't allow such a thing for people to sit in such a way together, whether you agree with that or not, that they can all be part of your own hester upon if you disagree. Bays, bays, you think that it's a Ruchnistic experience. Why? Because he's singing Leif Tahobar Ali Elokim. So you think that Hashem now is opening your heart and purifying your heart when everything that you're doing in that experience is connected to Ratzon Hashem. It's negative to Ratzon Hashem. The same way if any of you fall in your head, God forbid, tonight, and you wake up tomorrow morning and you decide you want to put on thousand film. None of you would do that, I'm sure. But if anybody with Khalila would, would, would wake up tomorrow morning and decide, oh, you know what, I have a cheshit to put on thousand film. So that would be anoichi haster aster. You think that's ruchnius. That's not ruchnius. You like the, you think, you, you, whatever. You think that's something that's good. And it makes you feel ruchniistic to put on film. When by the Rabbani Shalom, that's a chayshach mechushach for a woman to put on film. Chayshach. It's not your neshama that's speaking to you. It's your guf that's speaking to you. Because the guf is the ego. It's not the neshama. It's the guf. The neshama is the voice of Hashem's Baruch. The voice of Hashem's Baruch is, I'm bottled and mevutal, not to what I feel or what I want, but what you want of me. Not what I want, but what you want me for. It's a madrega. And all of us, it's easy for me to give examples like that because they're so obvious and so, but each and every one of us in our own lives, of course we, we, we make mistakes with this all the time. And we're not talking about Aveyor, so unless it's talking, God forbid, Aveyor, but something that's Aveyor. But, but, but if it's not, then a person might identify something as, or as light. Like a lot of these, a lot of these uh, programs that are not orthodox, they also use the word, they use all kinds of words, usually with the word or, camp, aura, uh, uh, Hashem, orly, you know, institute. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole Jewish neo-Hasidic revival movement that uses also all the shanis of light, of light, when it's choshech <coughs> mechushech. It's darkness. Very sweet people, I'm sure. That's not, they're not talking about how nice it's not nice. But as far as that avayda, it's all chayshach It's darkness. It's not the Ratzon Hashem. Hashem's Ratzon is light. The Neshama is light. The Guf is chayshach. What a person wants for himself and how that makes him feel is chayshach. If Ruchnis, Navayda's Hashem, gives a person a tremendous lift and tremendous simcha, that's beautiful. That's the tachlis of our avoiders, that we should serve Hashem in a joyous way. But serve Hashem in a joyous way, not serving myself. All new, all new creations within Judaism, whether you call it conservative or reform or reconstruction, whatever you call it, those were all not ways of avoiders Hashem. Those were ways of a person serving himself. <clears throat> That's Mitzrayim. That's Mitzrayim. Like we have a teaching, like we see from the, the Ishbitz has said, I've mentioned over the years a number of times. You see that it's an interesting thing. What was the Avadazara? What was the main Avadazara in Egypt? No? Sheep. That's what they worshipped, right? That's why we have a carbon Pesach. Or one of the reasons we have a carbon Pesach. They worshipped they worship sheep. It's an interesting thing to worship. Why, why would somebody want to worship such a... They're, they're fuzzy, cute little animals. But why would a person want to worship a little shepsilah? Why? What is it? What, how do we understand? What's the nature of, of sheep, of that animal? Every animal has a teva. 
What's the teva of sign of the shapsel? What's that teva? And when we understand the teva, as we're told in Tanakh, what the teva is, the nature of the sheep is, and we know that in the world. Once we understand what the nature is of sheep, then we can understand why the Egyptians, why the Egyptians worshipped that animal. What's the nature of sheep? No? Huh? Yeah. Ketsayin l'tavach yuval. A sheep is, it was always a wonder to me, if you're driving at yourself, especially as you're going, as you're going south, so you'll see one shepherd walking, and they're like, they'd be like 10,000 sheep, right? And I'm always thinking, like, fellas, why don't you make a run for it? Like, you know, you don't have to do this. This is the one guy over there. There's one, there's one Bedouin or somebody walking, and there's a whole cover. You guys, you can make a run for it. Just maybe, maybe he'll catch two of you or three of you. The rest of you, you're free. This is your opportunity. What are you all walking like that? The nature of that animal is that it goes. Again, it, whatever, whatever you, it, it just goes. It follows blindly. That's its nature. Why would the Egyptians want a god like that? It's a strange god to choose. Why would anybody want a god? You think these people are dumb? They're not that dumb. So we look at the ancient idol worship as sick and crazy, and it's not. It's very deep in you what they were doing. Why were they worshipping a sheep? Because they wanted a God who would follow what they want. Our God tells us what to do. You understand? And we follow Hashem. When the God, they created a deity out of a sheep because they created a God whose the very nature of that religion is that I design it according to what I want. That's the meaning of worshipping a sheep. Think about it. Otherwise it's very hard to understand. Ishbitsa says this way. To worship a sheep means that I want my religion to serve me. I want God to serve me. So if I decide that I want to have mixed seating in the synagogue, so then I get together and we vote on it. And look at that. God did exactly what I wanted. I wanted to sit next to my, my wife. I don't know how many men would say that, but he wanted to sit next to his girlfriend. So poof, look at that. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the, 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 the uh, manual for that year says that the rabbinic... Uh, uh, assembly voted that you could sit together with your, with your girlfriend. It's an interesting thing. How did they come to such a decision? They had a, they had a vote. So they made a vote thousands of years after Maimon has seen that and they made a vote and look what happened. It came out so interesting that God said exactly what they wanted. God told them that that's what they could do. They voted and the majority decided that that's how we want to sit in the synagogue or we want to be able to drive on Saturday and then and, and they voted and God said your wish is my command. So the anavodazara of sheep means that mankind by nature is seeking a religion that will make him feel good to serve himself. To the degree that his religion serves his own expectations, needs, and gives him the pleasure of feeling safe and secure and watched and happy and inspired, so then he'll like that religion. But if religion no longer will make him feel that way, so then he'll go look for some other pleasure that will make him feel, that will follow more what he's looking for, more what he wants. That's the pnimius of the Avadazar of sheep. It's not silly. It's very deep in you. A person has to, every moment of his life, daven, that my avadah should be an avadah to serve you, not to, not to remake God in my image so that it should serve me and what I want, but that I should serve the Bari Arlam. That's a word Hashem. Unless a person works on that, you could very easily mistake Ruchnius. You think that it's Ruchnius and Sulgashmus. It's the Avarazar of a sheep. You think that it's Ruchnius. You think that it's Ruchnius. And when you find yourself coming up with decisions in Halacha, or not even asking a Shiloh when there's a Shiloh, because you've already decided that it has to come out that way, the way that I like, then you have to be very careful. Could be you're back in Mitzrayim. That's the Vodazar of Tzai. That the halach has to come out the way that I like. And you'll, you might even look with, with, with uh, in a, you might even look down on people that they keep it at the point and say, what? That's, that's, why do they keep that? Why do they go that way? How, and how do you know for sure that, that they're wrong? Did you go through the halachas? No, the Torah says, you want that it should be the way that you like. Maybe they're right. Maybe you don't know the halacha properly. Maybe they're right. 
You didn't look into it? You didn't ask? You didn't study the subject? What, what led you to the conclusion that they're, that they're wrong? You. Your own ego. Your own ego. You'll have this fight for all these years about Zionism, anti-Zionism, all this stuff, which in the end, we don't know till Mashiach comes, any of these things. So they get to be an Elohim and to love Jews. And so. We don't know any of these things. But how, when the people get all crazy that someone's, that, that uh, not, the anti-Zionists are like this, and the Zionists get to the how do they know that's like that? To get so angry. You'll find people that they don't even know anything in Yiddishkeit. But they know one thing, is that this is the way it has to be, like this or like that. How do they know? Because that's how they feel. And, and the feeling, uh, that feeling that, that it gives them to know that they have this political reality, the state of Israel, that feeling is a very important feeling for them. It's fine, I'm not arguing with that. But that feeling makes it impossible for them to hear the possibility of some other view that might, that might be a legitimate view in turn, and vice versa. It goes both ways. I'm not just saying this, it goes either way. But from where do you come, so, like if you try to talk to a Yankee fan about, about the Mets, so it's not like something he makes a cheshman. He doesn't work it through each player, each 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 you know season. I'm speaking as a Yankee fan since 1961. He doesn't he doesn't work that through. He just that's the mitzvah. The mitzvah is the Yankees. That's the mitzvah. That's that's serving. That's not serving the Yankees. That's serving himself. He's not a Yankee fan. He's a fan of himself. And 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 for whatever reason. That the Yankees were might say and he's going to stand screaming and having a fight with a Met fan. The whole thing is crazy. We did that most of our lives growing up. He's they're fighting the Met fan and the Yankee fan. What's the, what's the tachlis of such a fight? It has nothing to do with the Yankees or Mets. It has not. That's why even on a year like this year, where it's so obvious that the Yankees are so much better, right? Because they won the World Series and they're Even now, the Met fans are still tining that it's not true. It's only has to pun them. And the panemius is that the Mets are bet. So what are you going to argue with a person? It's not the, it has nothing to do with emes, you understand. It has nothing to do with the truth. It's chesh. It has to do with me. I wanted to come out this way. There's nobody here that's sitting right now in the room that would ever want it to come out that according to halacha, it's proper for a Jewish woman to shave her head when she's married. Is that right? None of you would want the Hungarian thing, correct? Now, you know that there are a lot of old Hungarian women, and even some young ones, less and less, and less every year, that are shaving their head. And there were big tzaddikim who held like that. I'm not saying it's normative halach. It's not the accepted view in halach. Absolutely not. I'm not suggesting for you, for you or for my wife or daughters that they do that. But, what's the Indian? What's the Indian? It's crazy, right? It's crazy. God couldn't possibly want such a thing. The Minchas also thought God did. And the Satanroth thought God did. And you know what? They knew a lot more about God than we do. So it might not be the halacha, but one has to be humble. You understand? If we're trying to seek the truth, to seek the truth, then we're humble. And, and the tachlis is avaydus Hashem. And to love oivde Hashem, whether that oivde whether that Hashem is sitting on a hilltop in Shamron, in Yehud and Shamron, or that Oivet Hashem is sitting in the subway in Williamsburg. Oivet Hashem. Each person with his own Messiah. But, the, but we have to always daven that it should be to serve Hashem as Baruch. Not for me, but to serve Hashem. And you understand that that's what Hashem's Baruch wants, that you should be, that you should be Merkis uh, Cook, Gusha Munim, and so on. That's what you believe and you, and you learn and you love those tzaddikim and you connect to that and you, and you, and you, the emiss, you work to, that's beautiful. You should go like that to Mashiach. You feel that the Indian is of, of the other way, of whatever it might, that, might, that might be, of, uh, of Satna, of, uh, of Taldus Aaron, and you feel that that's okay. They both follow halacha, they both have poskin, they're both beautiful, all beautiful yidin. But be careful when you find yourself arguing and fighting for what you think is the only way. Because that might be just you. That might have nothing to do with Hashem as well. It's important to think about that, to know that. And to always ask Hashem to serve Him, not to serve myself. That's what He's explaining. Hester lifting Hester. The third line from the bottom. You might think that you're completely in the world of Amos. 
This is Emes. I know that this is the Emes. You could be very far from Akadosh Baruch. I mean, every Jew is near Hashem, but you could, but you could be making, you could be very far off from what you interpret as being a closeness to Hashem as well. Im Adam, Im Adam Nigash, Lilmai, Ushiyifasayhu, Shahu Yaskil, Shahu Yaskil. If you come to learn Torah, and the tachlis of what of, of your learning is what Shahu Yaskil, I should become smarter. Shahu Yavin, I should understand more. Which is all fine to learn more, to understand more. But if it's all for the tachlis of my knowing more, of my understanding more, and not the tachlis that we were talking about the last year, the tachlis of what? Of why am I learning? To ask oneself, why am I learning Torah? Why am I doing mitzvahs? Why am I doing this favor for a friend? Why am I doing this chesed? Why am I davening? This has to I'm trying to serve Hashem as well. And to constantly review that, say it over and over and over, to try and help me that my serving you should be pure, that this learning Torah should not be that I should be smarter or that I should know more, but this learning Torah should bring, bring me closer to Takadash Baruch. That, that, the, that the result of that is that I know more, that's wonderful. That's not why we learn Torah, to be smarter, that's, or to understand more. We're learning Torah to get closer to Takadash Baruch. To be Mizdavik Bashem. And a person who has who who's who, who's learning for himself, you're shutting yourself off from a true understanding of Torah. The Torah reveals herself to those who are seeking her for the right reason. The Torah holds herself back from those who are just trying to be smart. Yeah? Sure. That's what, that's what I'm saying the whole time. We, we, we're starting. We have to always, we know that we're not in that, on that level of Lishma. And all we're asking for is Hashem, help me over the course of my 120 years to chip away that it should be more Lishma, more Lishma. And that if a person dabbles with that and tries, then, then that's what Chazal tells them. Slowly but surely, there's more Lishma. The more person dabbles, the more person asks for that. The more, uh, when you're doing a mitzvah, to ask that it should be what you want, and I should do for you, and only for you, and therefore I don't care if other people see me doing this mitzvah. I don't even, I don't need anybody to see me. I don't want anybody to see me. And to work on this, that it should be more lishma. that's what we do. And as long as a person is honest and real, then that's, that's the program we're on. And that's beautiful. That's, that's, that's all Hashem expects of us. But we have to be careful not to delude ourselves while sitting in darkness to think that it's all light. That's, that's a very big mistake. Because you can go like that to 120 and never ever come to the Neshama and never come to the Emes, but only being, but being your whole life just in the goof, but in the goof that has a Ruchni sticker take on it. It's a Ruchni sticker life, meaning it consists of Shabbos and Yantiv, and it consists of Seders, and it consists of Hanukkah candles and all the nice things, but not really Avadis Hashem. Not Emes Avadis Hashem. Now, on page Kuv Zayin, Rav Schwartz gives us a very easy and fantastic etzah of how we could bring ourselves out of that ego of Ani, of serving my own needs in Ruchnius like, like a lamb, like that of Aydazar, and how I could begin to become more of a, a person be'emes of Ruchnius. And it's a simple etzah. And you begin working on it in a simple way, and it begins. And slowly but surely, surely it takes you, it takes you, bits and pieces out of the ani, out of the avodas Hashem for me, and brings you into the avodas Hashem for Hakadosh Baruch to serve Hashem. On page Kuv Zayin, Yiduim Divrei Harizal, but the Harizal taught is very famous, and it's printed in many of the Sidurim. I'm sure there's some of you who know about that and who do that, that before you start davening in the morning, the first thing before you say, the first thing you should say is, according to the Rizal, I accept upon myself the mitzvah of Yahavt Lerecha Kamaycha. 
of loving another Jew. That's how you begin davening every day. It's the first thing that Harani after brachas, but before matayu Harani mekabel alai misvus aseishal It's a very very deep Indian. And now we're only going to learn one practical, one practical um, result that can come out of that simple sentence that you begin your day with if you mean it and you think about it. Or in English, any language you like, I accept upon myself the mitzvah from the Torah to love another Jew as myself. Often it seems like a strange thing. I'm about to speak to Akash Baruch. What, what do I have to do with other Yidin now? To, I'm, I, I, the whole point of my davening is to connect myself to Hashem. So why is the beginning of davening Arizal said the beginning of davening has to start with other Jews. It's interesting, no? The most personal relationship that a person has with a Kaddish Baruch who is davening. It's the last place you'd expect to find the Chavim. And yet we see that Hashem Baruch wants us to be part of a Tzibur, and that to daven in a Tzibur, in a Shul, especially that the men have to daven in a Tzibur. And Hashem Baruch wants that. And we begin davening every day with what? I, 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 I want to love every Jew. I would expect to say that when I'm going out to be, you know, to, to go do mitzvahs with other Jews. But over here, I'm going to daven. And davening is completely with Hashem as well. So why do I begin, according to the Rizal, with Vyahat Lerah Kamaycha? Why? The word tefillah, the tells that the word tefillah is like the word naftali. It says, naftali, which means a lotion of dveikas. Naftali means a lotion of attachment, of binding. That's the word tefillah, tefillah naftali. Naftuli elukim to be wound together. The tachlis of tefillah is dveikas b'ashem. Uchshadim writes that beemis does dabig beberi olam. If a person truly wants to be attached to Hashem, olav leskalil and kol aklal yisrael. You have to be miskalil with all klal You have to come together with other Jews. Those people who think that they're going to find dveikas to Hashem, being alone and being separate, not being part of a community and being part of a shul, being part of a tzibur but being just by himself and thinks that that's called Avadah Hashem is making a terrible mistake. Therefore, not just before davening, but before every mitzvah, according to the Mekubalim, Whenever we do a mitzvah, any mitzvah, we say, I'm doing this for the purpose of bringing about this great unity between HaKash Baruch Hu and the Shekhinah, and I'm doing this b'shem kol Yisrael, as part of the Jewish people. I'm doing this mitzvah to somehow connect to Hashem and to connect to all Jews, and this mitzvah therefore is taking place b'shem kol Yisrael. Therefore, even though I'm not a kohen, the kohanim in their avayda, they bring me into their avayda. They make me part of their avayda. Because they include me in their fight. And we do that with all of our mitzvahs. B'shem kol Yisrael. So you're standing there in the middle of nowhere and you're, and you're doing your mitzvah. You're making your kiddush. And there's nobody, there's no Jew around for a thousand miles, God forbid. And you're saying, L'shem, L'shem kol Yisrael. I'm doing this mitzvah on behalf and in the name of the entire Jewish people. You can't be a Jew by yourself. B'shem kol Yisrael. A Jew by himself, alone, can't truly find closeness to Hashem. That doesn't mean there aren't times, of course, there are times that you're alone. But, but a person who thinks that he can live his Yiddishkeit separate and apart, and can truly find Dveikis Hashem, attachment to Hashem, by himself, without other Jews, he's making a mistake. And it's chaval to try that. You have that even by from people that be people in a, in a, in a community and they don't 
They don't go, they're not involved with the Bismedras, with the yeshiva in the neighborhood, with the shul. They, 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 they stand in the back or they'll come outside the window to answer many Heshmerah, but they're not in the tzibur. Hashem Zohar doesn't want that. Hashem Zohar doesn't want that. He wants Yidin to be together with each other, to serve him, and through the connection with other Jews, one can achieve the Vekis Bashem. Chaval al-Azman. You're wasting your time if you think you could find Hashem by yourself. You might consider yourself the most Ruchnistic person. And instead of going to shul, you sit in the, the man, I'm talking about a man, instead of sitting in shul, women don't have to go, but, but the man, instead of sitting in shul, so he sits in his house, and he turns off his lights, and he makes a Kabbalah Shabbos, and he cries, L'chadayit, he never has his L'chadayit in his life. If he would go to shul, then the guy next to him would, would, would ask him what, what's going on in the stock market, and here he's by himself in the house, L'chadayit, he never has L'chadayit. Chaval al-Azman. Chaval al-Azman. Not that he should be in his, not that he should be talking to his neighbor in shul, but chaval al-azman. And not that it can't happen once in a, in a blue moon that a person has his own chadaydi, but that's not a way to serve Hashem. It's with other yidin together. It's with other Jews. B'soich ami anoichi yosheves with other yidin. Chaval al-azman. Ala karf amamas. You're putting in all of this effort with your davening, with your learning, with your mitzvahs. There's one thing that you don't like: Jews. You don't stay with other Jews. You're not part of a chav. So, Hevel, he borrows the words of the Ramchal. Hevel v'shav nitte im yesh noichipus shalan noichis v'shalabere biyachet. It's Hevel, it's Narishkai. You're looking for yourself. You're not looking for Hashem's Baruch. Because Hashem's Baruch is not to be found separate from Jews. He's found with the Jews together. The Barsham comes in a package with other Yidin. He doesn't come by himself. If God forbid... It's a Muhammad, and you send Khalil into Golas, and you're sitting by yourself someplace. You do what you have to do. There's nothing you can do. But otherwise, if you think that you're, that you're Dovik to Hashem, but you're not Dovik to His children, you don't want to have Dvekas to His children, can't be. Hevel Peshav Nitin, Narishkai. You're actually looking for yourself, and it gives you a pleasure to say, Yolo Chadaydi in your room, but not to be Chadaydi with other Yidin. That's not for Hashem as well. That's not a word Hashem. Hashem is to be found with Jews. We found the Jews. There's an amazing tshuva from Nachsam Seifa. I don't know. I don't remember this Nachsam Seifa. I, I, I could be making a mistake. It's famous really from a bunch of Feinstein. I don't. I don't know that the Nachsam Seifa. Maybe Nachsam Seifa said this. I just don't remember. So, but Nachsam Seifa in Nishal. It's for sure of Moshe Feinstein has asked this. Kama ala adam lahaktis beruchnis l'shein. It's a very important question. A guy's learning in yeshiva. His entire day is him learning, him learning. So he asked, it was asked of Moshe Feinstein, maybe the Chassam Seifer, how much of one's time should I give for somebody else's ruchnis? Let's say to learn with someone who doesn't know anything. To learn. Whatever partners in Torah, but to learn with the yid in the neighborhood, or to help a, a bachur in the yeshiva who's weaker than, 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 than I am, to help him with his learning, right? How much does one give of one's own ruchnias? Because you could be learning during that time. You could be gaining more knowledge. You could become a smarter Jew. And instead, there's somebody else that comes in and says, I don't know olive base, teach me olive base. So, so he asked, the question was asked of the tzaddikim, so what's the din? What's the halacha? Again, I remember this from Rav Moshe. That his answer was, Shekeshem Shebegashmi Yisayish Bechinish Lomaisek Sofim. Ramayisha said that the same way we see that in Gashmi is that there's a minimum requirement that a person should try to give one tenth of his money. However, that works, not getting to it right now, but one tenth to give to Tzedakah. Kach Gamba Ruchnius. So too with Ruchnius. Yesh Lakdish Maiser, Asiris Mehazman Lamanazulis. In Ruchnius. Also, again, he was talking more to. Yeshiva, Baruchim, but in Ruchnius, one should give one tenth. It's a way to measure something. Again, you can't, it's not a science, but an idea of the error. Hadvarm Amur Mishnei Aifanim. Let's understand this. Really, it means two things. Hey, Mitzad It means my giving of myself to go out and to be Mashpia on other Jews, to help other Jews. To bring them back to Hashem as Baruch, or to help them, stop. Even in Gashmi, whatever it might be, to go and to help people. 
Each person according to his own abilities, his own kaiches. But this is the main point. Even when you're sitting in the Bismedrish and you're not learning with somebody else, you're not learning with the person on the base. You're learning your regular learning. You're learning because that's what you're up to and you're learning. Which would appear to be something that's for yourself. Even if you're sitting by yourself and it's an empty Bismedrish, a Jew has to know that you're never ever by yourself. Whether you're sitting in the Bismedrish by yourself or you're sitting in your basement by yourself. You're not by yourself. This is how you begin to break out of the Ani and enter into the amazing world of Avdus. To be an Eved Hashem. For other Jews. The Shema. All of Ladas, we're learning about this in the Rav Kook in Ari Satar also. All of Ladas, ki Yehudi lo'elam nimtsu levad, ho nimtsu im harabani shlalom, and im kol nishmais Yisrael. Even though you can't see, you're with Hashem's Baruch, and you're with all Jews, sitting in your room, by yourself. You're with all Yidin, and you're with HaKadosh Baruch. L'chein, therefore, men haroi hoya, it would be the best thing, shakol adam l'fnei shu maschil l'mai, that any time before you start learning, you try to say from the depths of your soul to mean it. So that I'm giving one tenth of what I'm going to learn should be a schus completely for Klaus or not for me. Should be for, for Klaus. Should be for the other Jews. A schus of this time and to learn strong half hour without stopping. A schus for Klaus. Should be a schus for the whoever needs schus. Whatever should be to help other people. And that can be applied to doing mitzvahs as well. You can work on some chesed thing, and without telling anybody in the world, no one in the world has to know what you're doing to help. And you daven, that it should be for the pneumius of who you are, that this chesed that I'm doing, I'm asking Hashem this book, that no one should ever find out that it's me, and that it should be, and that this, that this I'm giving of this maise that I'm doing, it should be. At least a tenth should be a schus for other Yid. Should help to help other Jews with what I'm doing, and should be a schus. I'm giving up of any of my schusim from this mitzvah should be to help others. And with doing that, the person begins to be an evid, not to be for himself. If a person is not prepared to give up one tenth of his gan Eden, one tenth of his points. For others, it means he's only looking for himself with his ruchnis, with his mitzvahs. He's looking for his ganeidim. Even ganeidim could be. It's a, it's a nice thing to want ganeidim, but that also could be just for oneself, a ganeidim. But the tzaddikim said that any that the, the pizetzna brings down from from his ancestors that 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 any any rabbi that's not willing to go to Gehenim for the chesidim is not a rabbi. If you're not prepared to go to Gehenim for your chesidim, you're not a rabbi. Forget about having a special place in Ganadin to, to give up, your, you know, your season's ticket in Ganadin. But to go to Gehenim, any Rebbe who's not prepared to go to Gehenim, for his chassidim, it's not a Rebbe. He should get a different job. To go to Gehenim. We don't know what that means. And we saw that in Gashmi, the Pizetzna himself, that, that he, had, he had all the papers that he needed to leave Europe, and he said, B'Shumayfen. I'm staying here. Rabbi Khan of Asman, as, you, as I'm sure many of you know, was in America when things started to get bad. He was in America collecting for the yeshiva. He was in America. And Rabbi Khan, they were begging him. They were begging Rabbi Khan of Asman to stay. Stay in America. It was getting already bad. And Rabbi Khan said, Sasha, I'm going back. They need me. I'm going to Gehenna for my people, with my people. That's how I'm going. I'm going with other Jews. And we don't have to give up one's life. Only according to Allah when you have to give up your life. But, but one-tenth of, of one's chusim to give, it begins to take a person to that world of lishma. You get out of yourself and you get more into the world of lishma. That your ruchnis is a ruchnis that's not just for zikh for you. That your ruchnis begins, begins to become refined and polished and clarified and worked through that it's a ruchnis for Hashem is born. A person has to be focused on what's good for other Jews. Then the Gashmis, then Baruchnis. In Gashmis and in Ruchnis. Not just in Gashmis to go help, of course, but even in Ruchnis. 
Zui nekuda ikaris ubesisis. This is a very important and basic nekuda. La hafsik to begin to train oneself to stop thinking just about yourself, even in mitzvahs and even in learning and davening, not to stop thinking just about yourself. And even when you're sitting by yourself and you're learning, the is to give nachas ruach to Hashem. And should be a schus for other yidin. And to give nachas ruach to Hashem is baruch. In this way, kivyochal, a person is giving something to Hashem, serving Hashem and giving Him something. Not that Hashem needs like a person, but giving, give strength to Hashem. Hashem taught us that a Jew is able to strengthen the, 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 the entire the world above that we're able throughout Torah and our mitzvahs and our davening we're able not God in his essence but as the, Hashem reveals it to us in such a way of course in his essence we don't know what to talk to he doesn't need anything but Hashem created the world in such a way where through our avodas Hashem that we have such a kaya to give him nachas to give him nachas atzmai. But if a person's entire chiyas is only for himself, even in ruchnius, it's for himself. He's getting further away. He's getting far away from the tachlis of his neshama. The neshama, as we're learning on Shabbos, is almanas lashpia, almanas losays, almanas lavoy. Not to take, but to do and to give and to serve. It's not about oneself. In order to be zeichir for this, a person has to cry and beg Hashem for help. To purify his heart. That Hashem should help each and every one of us. That this nekud that's called the nekud of lishma should be what? Should be alive inside each and every one of us, at every moment of our lives, that this nekudah of lishma should be something we think about and we care about and we work on over one's entire life to come more and more to that nekudah of la'avduch which is the Indian of avayda lishma, which is serving Hashem, lishma for the purpose of which the neshama was created. And after this, we're going to return to the subject of tamimis, but now it'll be easier for us to practically enter into that avoider of, of serving Hashem with Tamimas.